Final hour is upon us. Going to have some fun here with you. Appreciate you guys hanging out here with us until 1 o'clock. And Blaine and Mickey will take over. Will Compton of Bussin' with the Boys will be here in just about 16 minutes from now. So make sure you're listening throughout the course of our noon hour here. We're talking about the roster. The 53-man roster has been named and for every team across the league, but particularly for the Titans. And a particular player that retired or was placed on the reserve retired list yesterday, a former Titan, that I'd like to spend some time on. In the meantime, we're asking you guys, what is the biggest surprise about this roster, whether that be the cuts, whether that be somebody who made it that you didn't expect to make it, maybe a player that you thought they should have added that they didn't. What surprised you the most about the final 53 that the Titans decided on? And when I say final, I mean, you know, final as of the deadline yesterday. Nothing about this roster is final, uh, really, at any point throughout the course of the season. And it's going to look much different in about 11 days. 615-737-1045 is how you guys jump in on the conversation. You can also do that via Zone TV, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitter. But let's go to the phones first, where Chuck in Clarksville has been waiting very patiently. What's up, Chuck? Chuck, how are you today? I'm great, buddy. Hey, uh, my biggest surprise is just how deep and how talented the wide receiver choices they had to make. I mean, you think about it, you know, they're top seven now, and then the three or four below that that they had, they just didn't weren't able to keep were all really good receivers. So I think with the receiver core being so much better, with the defensive, whatever you want to call communication being so much better, I think his team is set to be as good as you could have going into the season. Uh, you know, I think with their outside linebackers, Bud Dupree and Harold Landry now and, and other ones with Old Donnie and some of them they've got, hey, they've got some uh, – this this team, how, how can you stack the box? How are you going to stack the box against Derrick Henry when you've got A.J. And, and Julio on the outside? You know, how are you going to, to cover them, double cover them when you've got Chester Rogers and Josh Reynolds? You know, how are you going to, how are you going to attack this defense when you got to worry about Harold Landry and Bud Dupree and other, uh, maybe possibly Jim Schwartz influence blitzes coming at you. So I really am excited to see how this team reacts this season. No, I think the all, all well-made points, Chuck, and, and thank you for the call. 615-737-1045. What, what most surprises you about this roster as we're looking at it today? What I would say to you is that there is nothing, or at least in the last six years, right? And you could probably say the last 10. There's never been a more talented Titans roster than this one. Now, what he had to say about the the strength of the wide receiver depth and the strength of the wide receiver core, you know, I want to I dive into a little bit because I, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, immensely talented, you are working on making sure that they're right, ready to go 11 days from now against the Arizona Cardinals. I think, though, that while you do feel great about the depth at wide receiver, and if you want to jump in, 615-737-1045 is the number. While you do feel great about Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, who had had such a strong camp, the preseason games, I know he, he disappointed a lot of people because you've been hearing us talk and tweet and, and you know write and all these things about how well Marcus Johnson has performed, and then he gets out there in the preseason games, he doesn't do anything, but it, then he walks off with a limp against the Bears. 
And he has spoken a great deal about, you know, soft tissue injuries that have derailed him in his career and that when he's right, he balls out. Now, the preseason games, I'm going to give him a pass because he's been doing all those great things with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And obviously, Tannehill has not been available to him in the preseason. So the production of the preseason, I'm not been out of shape about. I am more concerned about Marcus Johnson and really Josh Reynolds from an injury standpoint. Again, they have time and they've been resting these guys as much as they can. But I am a little less confident about the wide receiver depth just because I don't really know what's happening with those two dudes. And I mean, we know what's happening with Josh Reynolds. He had shoulder surgery. He's still working his way back from it. He's dealing with an Achilles injury issue right now, and it's caused him some strife as he tries to uh, tries to get going. Now, what what made me laugh was he spoke to us at the podium after the stadium practice that they had that was open to the public, and he he was talking about you know getting old, man. My body's starting to you know my body doesn't bounce back the way that it used to, and I'm sitting there googling when he's saying this. How old Josh Reynolds is. Josh Reynolds is 26 years old. <laughs> so he's not allowed to start talking about his body that way, even though I kind of agree with him at 28. 615 737 1045. What surprised you most about this Titans 53 man roster? Let's go to Steve, who's in Mount Juliet. He wants to weigh in. What's up, Steve? Well, on my app, on my phone, I looked under roster and I have the pictures of the players and Two side-by-side, 28 roll, rows, unless I've mixed up on my math, uh, 56 players shown on the active roster. So is it 53 or 56? It's 53. It's, yeah, it's 53. I, I, would, check, I would check the most updated of the rosters. Thank you for the call. 615-737-1045. Yeah, they have to be at 53. Um, so... From that standpoint, yeah, they did, they didn't just sneak through three guys. I I don't know if Steve's counting the COVID players or not, but anyway, trying to get one in over the NFL. Gotcha. Well, listen, you saw. Did I get anyone notice? Did I? <laughs> My Lebowski says, "Buck troubleshoot this man's damn phone app." Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Leave Steve alone. Be nice. I said I I looked at this. I sent you that tweet the other day, right, where this dude was asking me or or stating that, in his opinion, he believed the Titans to be manipulating the COVID list to sneak guys through, and that I I was very upset at the idea that I was going to be subjected to COVID roster manipulation conspiracy theory Twitter, which is a mouthful, but I don't want anything to do with it. Relax. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the most nefarious thing. Every time. 615-737-1045. What's the most surprising thing about this Titans roster? I'll be honest with you, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that there's six safeties, but I'm not I'm not looking at that like that's okay, it's done. They're keeping six safeties for the year. Cammy Grizz Games on Twitch says Paragon is running the app indeed. But six safeties is surprising. Uh seven wide receivers. I'm not, if there was ever a year to do it, this would be the year. But there are so many of these guys that, I mean, listen, Cam Batson did everything he possibly could to make this roster this year. He made it a hard decision on them, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. 
He's supposed to make an impression. He clearly made a good one. If he ends up making it through the, the return of a lot of these dudes off of COVID, uh, off the COVID list, then I think we can have a, a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about it because I do think that some of these guys are just are just placeholders until the nine players on the COVID list return, or at least some of the nine players return. But what I'm surprised at more than anything is Anthony Rush, who's the 340-pound nose tackle who was who was on the COVID list and who I thought they favored Woodrow Hamilton the fourth more. I'm talking about like the fifth defensive lineman here because Kyle Pecko gets put on IR. Trayvon Coley gets put on IR. Those two were probably going to make it. And defensive line depth is a bit of a question, even though they don't play a ton of down defensive linemen. So you can get a little more flexible there. The idea that um, the idea that they would opt for somebody who is just purely a nose tackle, he's not. He does not display versatility like they typically like their players to do. I thought that was an interesting one, but I did. I did think, and I did hear that they were favoring him. I just didn't know exactly if that would lead to a 53 roster spot. And apparently it has. So good for Anthony Rush. 615-737-1045. Derek is in Nashville. He wants to talk about roster surprises. Hello? What's up, Derek? You're on the air. Yeah, um, yeah man, I don't like the fact that they cut this. You know what I'm saying? They ain't give him a chance to really get through everything. But he's a really good player, like, Watching his highlights in college, period, he would have made the roster. You know what I'm saying? He playing with Woodside and he playing with um, okay, the Barkley guy. He's, Matt Barkley, yeah, he's really not. Yeah, he's not even worth to talk. I'm a Broncos fan, but I, I live in Nashville, so, you know, I'm just letting you know, like, that that was a bad decision because he still had time to work, just like Chris Saunders back in the day. He wasn't really, you know, nothing, but they still got his chance. So, you know, that's all I want to say. Thank you for having me on the air. No, I appreciate the call, Derek. Thanks. 615-737-1045. Um, on Des Fitzpatrick, okay, they did give him ample opportunity. And by the way, his his opportunity is not done yet because Jonathan on YouTube is saying, light his ass up, get this fool off the radio. No, I mean, I the the tape in college, there's, there's things to like there. But I, what I would say to you, Derek, is I've seen – every practice that Des Fitzpatrick has been a part of. And I've seen every preseason game that he's played, and I've seen the interactions with him and the coaching staff that indicated that they were not happy with the progress that he was making and that they, frankly, don't have the time to handhold with a guy who might need that right now. They're trying to put together the roster with the best 53 players and the best, apparently, seven wide receivers. And out of all of their evaluation, they came to the conclusion that Des Fitzpatrick is not one of those guys. I would say to you that just based off watching him at practice and in the preseason and seeing these observations for myself each and every day, that that evaluation is correct for his Titans experience. Now, his Titans experience is not over. 615-737-1045. His experience is not over because he returns to the practice squad. So they haven't given up on him just yet. But they are not they this season is not about the luxury of development. This season is about okay, who can contribute to the football team right out of the gate? And I can tell you definitively, Derek, that Des Fitzpatrick 
was not somebody who was going to be able to contribute definitively out of the gate. When we come back, we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about somebody who's been gotten by the roster reaper many a time. Will Compton of Bussin' with the Boys, because somebody says TKB on YouTube says we are a Will Compton away from the Super Bowl. Talking about the Tennessee Titans. Well, we'll see if this show is a Will Compton away from the Super Bowl. Up next, he joins us on the other side, live from the bus. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Will Compton is, uh, I'm not sure if he's having technical difficulties. Will, can you hear me at all? It does not appear that he can. So he's zoomed in from the bus. It's aesthetically, it looks great. But he is uh, getting ready to call into the radio station, it seems, to make sure that he can uh, make sure that he can get into the Zoom. So we'll be joined by Will Compton of Bussin' with the Boys momentarily here on 104.5 The Zone. His visits presented by All-American Pest Control. Plans as low as $39. Visit yuckbugs.com for more information. So what we're going to talk to Will about is, of course, the roster reaper came for all of the uh, fringe players yesterday and something that I think a lot of people are uh, are interested in. Certainly the situation with Des Fitzpatrick. Lucas Will is telling me that he's going to jump back in on the Zoom via his phone, so I guess keep an eye out if he, if he re-enters the Zoom in another way, and we'll see what the situation looks like with that. <laughs> This is what happens when we try to get too cute. It worked perfectly last week, him zooming in from the bus, and it looked great, but we'll see if we can't get the situation resolved. What I also want to talk to Will about today is Malcolm Butler, uh, a former teammate of his, and a situation that I find so bizarre. Now, I, I don't want to link anything recklessly together, because I don't think that's fair to do to Malcolm, but Malcolm Butler being placed on the reserve retired list is a real uh, is a real interesting storyline to me. As Will Compton joins us live from the bus, it doesn't look as good as the two camera angles do, but apparently he can hear me now, so all is right in the world. And I don't know what the deal. I don't know what the deal is. You have you have like seventeen producers, and not one of them can figure out how to get your audio to work right. Oh, I guess not. No, we. You're right. We didn't have everything tested. I don't. I don't know. You're taking a shot at Bloss right now. He sees. He notices. <laughs> Bloss. The next highlight that comes out of today's podcast is not going to be in my favor. Now I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> Will Compton busting with the boys here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So the podcast is out today. Uh, we we finally did it. You were dumb enough to put me on the bus. How do you feel about how that performance went? I had a lot of fun. I okay. now numbers wise, I don't know how it will do. Whoa! I have, when you have Dale Earnhardt, you got Bo Pelini, and then you drop down to Buck Rising. I think it's a lot. The numbers are going to be really telling next week. I listen. I will. I will await the net the week. Uh, let me live this week in in blissful ignorance, and then you can tell me how much worse the numbers were from Dale Earnhardt and I, Bo. I will Pelini. say this though. It, it was uh, it was very fun. Like we did nothing but like argue and have bus balls and stuff the whole time and it was great yeah so that's what's available right now the podcast the audio version is out uh busting with the boys myself darren bates we talked about the logan paul and uh and tyron woodley fight we, we obviously you don't need to hear us argue about that more jake paul. but ha- jake paul forgive me you uh you look you were very passionate about this and i'm not going to rehash the entire conversation because they can listen to the podcast 
to experience it that for themselves. But have you been have you been approached by more people who are echoing the sentiment that Darren and I hold that this was a fake fight? Oh, uh, I mean, when you guys left, all the boy, I think all of us were on the same page. Like, I, I think my passion comes from uh, loving to argue with you and DB. Not more so passionate about the fight itself. I think at the end of the day, we were kind of arguing and misunderstanding a little bit because DB tried changing his stance toward the. He definitely the did. You know, I <laughs> that. I'm like, well, good deal. We got it on tape so we can go back and, and look. Yeah. But it, it, he, what he was saying, and if you're siding with him, He's saying from start to absolute finish, it was all rigged. And I'm, I, what I'm saying is I don't believe it's rigged. I think Jake Paul's actually trying to be a boxer. I'm not saying he's good. I don't think he's good. But I think he's actually trying, and I think Tyron Woodley was actually trying to knock him out. And for whatever reason, based on his last fights in the UFC, he's very hesitant on letting his hands fly for whatever reason. And and I think that's a fair assessment, right? The, the truth can be somewhere in the middle where it's not all entirely real. It's a television product first and foremost, and in more than anything for them, it's designed to be a payday. But I think just a, like like somebody like me who's watching this, who is supposed to be in the business of sports critique, right? And I'm watching something that's supposed to be a boxing match, and it's a boxing match that's not between two boxers, but it's the biggest thing in the sport, even if I think it to be you know a bit of an abomination. So I, I guess right. my issue is that, I don't like what boxing is now, but if that's what boxing has to be to sell boxing, then I'm the one who's sitting here in the wrong. Yeah, I think who knows what can come of it, but if you can just find people like boxing's clearly open to anybody now, and I, I I can't wait for the time to where Jake Paul actually goes against a real boxer and gets gets beat up. Yeah, because that's ultimately what I was rooting to happen. Like when when DB, I think he's just misunderstanding that it is rigged all the way up until the fight because they're trying to sell, they're trying to sell the fight. Like they're trying to sell this marketing. Every fighter does it. And I feel like he was saying that it's not true in every case. I'm, I'm just like, yes, it is. Like every fighter's trying to say something. Like when he's talking about each other's mama and stuff like that, like dudes are trying to sell the fight. That part is, there is some Fugazi in it. There's also some realness to it, but like they're trying to sell the fight. Once they get in the ring, I don't think it's fake after that. I think they were trying to knock each other out. So now you you watch the fight. I watch the fight, and people can hear why I watch the fight if they listen to the podcast, and then they can laugh at <laughs> they can laugh at me. <laughs> As needed, a, oh, yeah, I got. I needed a tax break. Like what? No, the weirdest flex you'll ever hear. The weirdest flex you will ever hear. I'm not saying that I needed a tax break. I'm saying because it is a tax break for me, that is why I purchased the fight. That is all that I was saying. I was not trying to flex on you because my cable bill and my, you know, my purchases of pay-per-view fights are a tax write-off given what I do for a living. Either way, you either way just like you said you're becoming what you hate, you're watching what you hate. No matter what No, it's true. It well, it's cuz I'm going where the people are. So you so yeah. Lucas has a follow-up before I get too too far back down this rabbit hole cuz I feel like that's where this is going, and I want to ask you about Malcolm Butler because that situation is so weird to me. But, Lucas, what do you have for Will? Well, I just need to know who fell through for you to have to text Buck day of to bring him on Buck. <laughs> Buck said the same thing. Buck goes, who didn't show up? And I, I was like, I, nobody. Like, DB's coming on, and I'm thinking to myself, as much as a heart of a time as Buck gives me for being on the bus, I was like, this could be as good as time as any because cuts are happening. Like, you got stuff coming up. And and either way, even though it's not like uh, like we'll have – 
and no disrespect to Buck, and I think he understands this anyway, but you don't have these headlining guests, right? So I knew if Buck Rising shows up in her feed, it's not like it, people are going to be like, like I already had a Nebraska guy tweet and say, hey, this isn't the Nebraska podcast, it's showing this guy. And I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's just in that podcast. Like, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to click on it and listen. Like, I knew it wouldn't be a big grab for us, but I know how much fun we have once you're in the podcast. So I think, uh, think there will be a lot of benefit to listening to it because – we're all friends at the end of the day. You just sold me as not a headliner, and now <laughs> yeah, you're asking really people needle, to go to go download the podcast. That's just hey, I, it is what it Who's is. Who's trying man. to sell what? We're talking about Jake Paul trying to sell a fight. You're trying to sell a podcast. No That's not how you sell. But nobody cares about Buck on the podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable. It's fine. Hey, so I, at the risk of asking you what's too close to a football question, what do you what do you make? And and I. Just for context, like I've reached out to Malcolm and I haven't I haven't heard back yet. So, I, and I'm sure he's going through something. But what do you kind of make of this Malcolm Butler story? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I see that he's been placed on the reserve retired list. Um, I haven't heard anything, so I don't know. Like I've tried reaching out to a couple of guys that might know the situation. They don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know what it could be that make that's making him way heavy on like retiring foot from football. So it's, it's odd. It's weird. I'm sure there's a great, because Malcolm loves ball. He's a very passionate individual. Um, so I, I'm super curious because I have no clue what gets him in that headspace. Well, and, and it's not to say that he's not, this doesn't mean that he's outright done with football. It just means that for this year, they've moved on from him and he's moved on from them and they're going to use that roster spot elsewhere. So it's possible but this isn't the end of Malcolm Butler in the NFL. I just so think, wait, 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 wait. He's not. He's not on the team anymore. No, he is on their reserved retired list, meaning that he can't. He can't come out of retirement and play for the Cardinals this year. But really, after he's removed from the list, he can. He can, in theory, is like what Gronk did. But Gronk did it after the season, right? You can come. Yeah, off. but he can't. He can't play for the Cardinals again. No. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I have no clue, man. I, it's. I have no idea what's going on. It's got to be, it's got to be something extremely heavy for him to be, for him to make such a fast decision with that. Unless there's something that's been going on for a while for him, but right, yeah, I, you know, I hope he's all right because we all love Malcolm. He he was a great teammate. He's a great dude. No, he's an incredible human being, and that's that's. I guess I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not asking you that to like answer a question about him or about his situation. I guess where where I want to go with this is. Have you ever, given your position right now at your stage in your career, have you ever thought about retirement? Oh, yeah. I think about it all the time. I mean, I've thought about it for the last couple of years. Uh, not because, not because, like, you just hate being, like, you hate being on the fence at times. And so, you know, even though I think about it, it doesn't mean, like, that's the decision I want to make with doing it. I think I just think about it because I'm like, oh, it can't, it could be an option because it's not like, I never want to box myself in that, that football is my identity. So I feel like I never want to hold on to something too tightly that I'm not afraid to lose it. So, uh, yeah, I dabble with that idea. You know, I dabble with that idea all the time and not, not to retire because I don't want to play ball. It's just like, you know, do you need to play football? So, so the, the, the saying more often than not goes, and it's probably a case by case situation, but you can still get yourself out of that headspace, even though you've contemplated retirement. Cause for, you know, somebody like, Brian Arakpo basically got in front of the podium after I think it was the 18th season 
and said to us, yeah, once you start thinking about it, then, you know, for, for me at least, it was done. And I, I don't think that should be a blanket statement that applies to every athlete. Absolutely. I mean, you have the example of Brett Favre. How many times did that dude retire and come back? <laughs> uh, like, you know, once you get out of the game, you miss it. It's like you you want to say I'm retired so you can feel like you can move on from something. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, I, I've dabbled back and forth with it. And that's just because you have other things going on. The year that I went to the to the Saints and Raiders, I dabbled with the idea of retiring because I turned down so many tryout opportunities and things like that. And then when I got my injury settlement from the Saints and I was rehabbing my ankle and then it seemed like I was going to get a lot of uh, traction because a lot of teams inquired the day that I got cut and had to get injury settled. <clears throat> and my agent was like, Oh, it's a good, we're in a good spot right now. And then my ankle was done in like three or four weeks. It wasn't long at all. And we didn't hear nothing for about four or five weeks until the Raiders called. And in that time frame, um, I think it's more so fear. Like what does life look like without football? Right. And then when I'm sitting, when I'm sitting, uh, watching the game on Sundays. I'm not going to the tailgates yet because I'm like, oh, how does my perception look right. to everybody with bad, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to where I was watching the games on Sunday. I'm like, you know, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm enjoying myself. Like I'm getting my weekends. I'm enjoying myself. When the boys lost, I identified with playing with the Titans still. When the Titans were losing, I'm like, man, you know, fortunately I'm not in that stressful world of going in and being so hard on yourself, watching film and everything else. Like you saw that there is life outside of football. And then I got to where I was going to the tailgates. I'm like, you know what? F it. Like, I'll just start going to the tailgates. I'll start enjoying myself and nobody's calling me right now. So who knows what's going to happen? So I start going to the tailgates and you start realizing that you can, everything's going to be good. And then when the Raiders did call uh, to go out there, I at first did not want to go. My wife's like talking me in like, you know, you need to do it. Like you need to, you said you want to do yourself right. You want to do your young self right by finishing out the way you wanted to. Like, you know, obviously clearly that money doesn't just fall off a tree. And then she's like, you need to go and just give it an opportunity. Cause I didn't want to go out to California. I was kind of getting in a groove with busting with the boys and everything else. And I was getting comfortable and it was more of like getting uncomfortable again, going out somewhere, reinventing yourself. And then I went and played on the Raiders. And then the next year worked out with the Titans. And even with the Titans, the Raiders had an offer for me in June and I said no to it and kind of sat on it. And fortunately, all luck kind of went in my favor and Vrabel shot me with a text and are you ready? Would you be ready to go? And I got to play for the Titans and not leave Nashville. But that's kind of the headspace I live in and go back and forth in. But I think, you know, to answer your question, that that is why I, you contemplate on thinking about it, because you realize like there is life outside of football. See, I knew that'd be a good direction to take you. So I'm glad that you responded that way. <laughs> Will Compton of Bustin' with the Boys here with us on 104.5 The Zone. New episode out this morning. Subscribe, rate, and review. You can check out the YouTube edition of Darren Bates, myself, even though we're not technically headliners, apparently. The YouTube episode will be a great time. Hey, don't put DB in there. I didn't say Darren was. I, I felt like when people saw Buck Rising, people were like, what am I getting into? This I, isn't Dale Earnhardt Jr. This isn't Bo Pelini. I'm going you know what I'm saying? Can no, you can you wrap your brain around that? No, I can't because I think that I'm just as good as those two on a microphone. In fact, I think I'm better <laughs> hey, than those hey, two on a microphone. Hey, you're, 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 you're misunderstanding. If you if you put that episode on, you're gonna love it. I'm just saying it's not you know exactly how I'm trying to explain Stop it. Stop trying to explain this away. It's not helping us push the podcast. <laughs> uh, Anybody who listens to this already likes you, so they already know the deal. This is why they listen to us. Thank God for that. No, they uh, listen for me, Will. 
Get get oh, back into that, the Lucas. shadows. Yeah, I love that, Lucas. Away from the microphone. You're done for today. <laughs> uh, we have the YouTube and, and Twitter and Facebook Live and Twitch chat going right now. TKB on YouTube says, we need to hear the answer to if Comp thinks Nebraska could beat Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that Bishop Sycamore story is wild. It's insane. And you know what? We don't. We're not. We're on the. What? How do you say their name? Uh, Fordham. On to Fordham. Fordham. That's correct. For, we're on to Fordham. Like Fordham is in our is on our windshield. Everything else is in the rear view, dude. Whatever the saying is. Um, <laughs> but we're looking to get. A is win this, this the pep talk you give to the team before they go out against <laughs> Fordham? We're we're on to whatever it is. You know, whatever. I'll say this: If I'm talking to the team, is hey boys, if we lose it. If, you guys better go out here and take care of business because if we lose this, we need to shut the university down. Shut it down. Death penalty for Nebraska. Yeah. After why that Illinois just flat out disrespected them for an entire football game. <laughs> a brutal watch. But Will Compton, uh, the YouTube episode will not be a brutal watch. It'll be a fun time. You'll enjoy it. At Bussin' with the Boys is where you can find all of their content. Bus stop. Uh, the concerts are rolling out now. The uh, the tiny shop. The tiny, roll. tiny desk, tiny basically. Desk is what they're yeah. doing at the bus stop, which I got to check out while I went and did the uh, the bus and podcast. And Jelly Roll is always so spectacular at what he does. He is the first edition of these bus stop concerts. So make sure you check it out on all of the boys' platforms. Will, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, we will tech shame Bloss more for not being able to get your Zoom connection to work. But we will try this again next week, and I'm sure it'll go just as swimmingly. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. See, See you, buddy. Uh, will Compton. Presented by All-American Pest Control. <laughs> Mike Otto on YouTube says, Buck is like Aldi's produce. People see you went to Aldi, and they're like, oh, really? And then they try it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, see, it's not that bad. <laughs> I uh, like that a lot. <laughs> at the risk, do you? Shut up. Yeah, no Aldi slander. <laughs> Why do you shop at Aldi? Uh, from time to time. Can't pass up those savings. I. Uh, it has a, okay, at the risk of Aldi never sponsoring this radio show, it has an odd smell to me. <laughs> Oh really? Do you, do you ever do you ever experience that uh, at the Aldi? I don't know that I've noticed that. I do crack up at some of the off-brand stuff. I I've only been in once, and it was in like a case of emergency because I needed I needed something like some kind of basic need, and it was my first experience in an Aldi, and I'm just like, ah, okay. Kroger, polls next. <laughs> Final segment of the day. It's been a fun show so far. You know, if Bonnaroo, if you had a ticket to Bonnaroo and you're kind of SOL because Bonnaroo got canceled yesterday, we would like to offer you a free ticket to come and attend the Buck Rising show in person. Isn't that what MTSU is basically doing? <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Which, by the way, we will have head coach Rick Stock still next Thursday. And I'm excited to talk to Stock. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to MTSU Monmouth on Saturday. Monmouth, right? Sure, that I will be there. I've never been to. Uh, well, I've never been. Well, I've been through physically Murfreesboro, but I've never like been in the city of Murfreesboro. And I'm I've never been to an MTSU game, so I figure you know what the hell I'm gonna I, I'd like to go to one. I'd like to go to a couple high school football games, which maybe is kind of weird because I obviously don't have children in high school. So maybe that's not something I should do. I don't know. What's the what's the what's the kind of rule on that? Like, if I just wanted to go watch a high school football game, is that weird? No, I don't think so. 
I don't know. Something about that just doesn't it doesn't feel right. <laughs> In the setup, that's not weird. Okay, very good. So yeah, I'd like to go. I'd like to go. I've, I've never seen a, a Nashville high school football game, and the football is good. And Lucas and Will are calling these games for one zero four five the zone. What game you got your eyes on? Uh, I don't know. I was relying on your recommendation for that. Well, we will be at Hendersonville Beach, which will be a great matchup. Uh, but that will be kind of out of your way. To be honest with you, I need to go through and look at the matchups that are still on because almost 30 games have already been canceled for this Friday. What do you mean? COVID reasons. Really? Last week, 30 games were canceled due to COVID. In week two of the season. 3-0? 3-0. And that's more than any point during one single week last season. I mean, it's already worse as far as the cancellations this year, and we're not even to week three yet. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah, so far, last number I saw was 22, and that was yesterday afternoon. I imagine it's gone up. I, wow, that sucks. I hate to hear that. Yeah, I mean, you got teams looking for games at this point. Well, you big s- teams, Pearl Cone, you know, Lipscomb Academy, Oakland. Well, and you saw that Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan's postponed. Yes. For COVID reasons. And Bonnaroo, not for COVID well, reasons. Bonnaroo's the weather. Yeah, Bonnaroo got canceled yesterday. The, the, the mentions on that were laugh out loud funny i had to come home and give my roommate blue a hug to console him because he was distraught because he was going to go yeah i mean it's it sucks but at least blue's local like you have people tweeting i drove 18 hours overnight for this you'll hear from my lawyers <laughs> what are you talking it is about? it is a heartbreaking moment when that happens i remember when it got canceled in 2020 because i had tickets and it's your heart just sinks because it really is just a great weekend Darius uh, Darius Horton says, just to let you know, the parking and traffic at MTSU is atrocious. So maybe I will have to. Godspeed. Yeah. I've never had to deal with that, or I don't really normally have to deal with that kind of stuff. By the way, Spencer has rated us a 7-4 today. Oh, are we getting our daily daily report card? Yeah, he says he's nervous about the UT talk tomorrow. You should. No. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it anyway. It's a shame we didn't spend more time on Bonnaroo. We get, wait, let's see if we can get some. I'd like to talk to somebody from Bonnaroo because I'm sure they're going, going through it right now. They could use some good yeah, They're PR. a little preoccupied, I'm sure. Unreal. All right, quickly, polls. Stop the count. Stop the count. The polls have closed and the votes have been tallied. It's the segment where bias takes over and nuance goes to die. Now, here's your favorite Buck Rising Show daily correspondent, Lucas Polzika. Matt Snyder on YouTube says he's nervous about the UT talk on Friday. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Well, no. Uh, th- uh, that's what he should be nervous for. <laughs> no, well, so Spencer says he's nervous for tomorrow. Matt says he's nervous for Friday. I don't know why Spencer's nervous for tomorrow. Does he think we can't talk Tennessee football? Uh, no, I, we are more than capable of talking Tennessee football. That's all we've done, it feels like. Well, that's not true. But, yeah, we're going to kill it. Polls. What surprised you the most about the Titans roster cuts? Goody says Cam Batson always finding himself on the roster, which is a credit to Cam Batson. My guy does not say die, man. You can throw him all the the goal line fades to a 5'8 receiver in the world, and he will always come up with the ball. It's wild to me that they're still doing that. Wade says no major surprises. Didn't expect Sargent to make it, but thought he deserved it. Same with Dez getting cut. Thought he would make it, but didn't deserve to. I, I know it'll be mostly the extra DBs that get cut. As guys come off the COVID list, so nothing major there. I'll ask you this. Did it, I haven't seen this yet. Did it surprise you that Brady Breeze made the cut? Well, it surprised me that there are six safeties. Yeah. So I here's what I'll say. I thought it was going to be Crookshank or Breeze. It ended up being both of them. I was I saw a yes. I was surprised that they both made the roster. 
Can you wait to conduct a fire alarm test after 6 p.m.? 56% say no. Okay, so I, one, 56% of you can go straight to hell. No speed bumps. Uh, two, they did do the fire alarm, and they waited, fortunately, until we were in a commercial break because I would have, I literally would have pitched a fit on the air, and then that would have, wouldn't have worked to anybody's advantage because I don't understand why these things can't be done after the live shows are off the air. But anyway, this is not a situation that I'm going to all I can say is that I appreciate them waiting until I was in a commercial. Besides Georgia Clemson, what's the biggest college football matchup of the weekend? Big Joe on the go says, no doubt, Eastern Kentucky against WCU, which I believe is Western Carolina. He's going to tweet out that same tired old ESPN 8, the Ocho broadcast crew tweet <laughs> that he does every time. And it, it makes me giggle every single time. My favorite my favorite tweets of his are the just talk to Julio Jones about the big signing, except this Julio Jones is a plumber in yeah. Goodlettsville and told me <laughs> If I ever if I ever call him again, he'll kill me or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> Never get old. He's just an idiot. <laughs> uh Brett DeLoyer, a denial correlation, which I is love one of my handle. favorite Twitter name and yeah, one of my favorite names on Twitter. So says good. clearly it's Vandy ETSU. You know, no, it's not. <laughs> Swaggy P. Knuckle says, Ohio Bobcats varsity football against Syracuse. Okay, now we're getting some serious ones. Julian says, Penn State-Wisconsin, a ranked Big Ten matchup. UCLA-LSU, which is an intriguing one because some people are really high on LSU this year. Some people just don't put any stock into Ed Orgeron after that 2019 season. And some people are pretty high on UCLA. I want to see, I mean, and obviously I'm biased in this regard, but I want to see Indiana-Iowa because it's a legitimate top 25 matchup, which is hilarious for me to say out loud, before the college football season officially begins. And I also am fascinated by the matchup that you brought up, Lucas, before we went on air this morning, Texas and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I really, I would die to see an upset there. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, my God. Steve Sarkeesian's first game. Rob says don't sleep on UCF and Boise State, which I agree with. It's during the Tennessee game, so we probably won't. Get into it too much, but that's two new regimes at both of those programs. Gus Malzahn in year one at UCF. I will split screen that. Wade says hoping Bama Miami is, but uh, not extremely confident it will be. It won't, Wade. I'll go ahead and spoiler alert that one. Fresno State, Oregon going to be a shootout, says Kevin. Todd Parker just tweeted us and said I can hook you up with some a couple of Bishop Sycamore tickets if you want to go to a game. Oh, good. Who wins more games this year, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore or the Houston Texans? 77% say the Houston Texans. Credit to Lebowski for this poll idea. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I, I love that we're getting people that want, like, tweeting us poll recommendations. That delights me. For what it's worth, I think the Texans, uh, or that Bishop Sycamore could win more games than the Texans. I, not after losing 58 nothing to IMG Academy. That's going to do it for us today. Exciting Blaine and Mickey show coming up next. They've got Caleb Farley. I'm looking forward to hearing that. They're going to keep you entertained up until 3HL, and they will take you through the rest of your afternoon. As for us, we will be back tomorrow because it's game day, baby. We're excited to be here with you for it. See y'all.